0: Radio.
1: <laughs> you were just going to beat off the women's volleyball, that's all.
0: <laughs> nope, women's volleyball's done.
1: Oh. Gonna move on to, like, uh curling or some shit?
0: That's Winter Olympics?
1: I don't care. That should be a fucking Summer Olympic sport, too. Do that they shit can't... in the dirt and see what happens. You can't.
0: That's called bocce, you jackass. It, well, I mean, what about
1: shuffleboard? It's
0: basically the same thing. Uh, more like bocce ball. Bocce ball's closer.
1: Bocce ball... Uh, bocce's more Italian, though.
0: So... I'm just saying, I've never seen anybody
1: that wasn't Italian playing bocce.
0: And curling's more Canadian. It's actually Scottish. That's
1: where that was invented.
0: Oh, that's true. It did originate in Scotland. That is right. You're right. Yeah.
1: What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 157 of the Dark Windows Podcast. My name is Kevin.
0: I'm, uh, I'm Kevin as well. Yes. Just to let you know. I am the other so, Kevin. Yes, or As Kevin, or a Kevin, a Kevin.
1: We're both technically the other Kevin. Yes, depending on whose family you are talking to.
0: Yes, so not you, Kevin, the other Kevin. <sighs> I've, I've you. heard that. Pl- I've heard that plenty of times, right? No, 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 no. When, when I when I say yes, they're like, no, not you, Kevin, the other Kevin, yeah. my Kevin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, same on my side.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So
1: this week, we are going to come back and finish up our two-parter on the Norwegian black metal scene. If you are just joining us here, stop and go back and listen to last week's episode, because this is not a great place to pick up to get the whole story. You You need to listen to last week's as well. And what we're going to do this week will make more sense. If you've got the, a little bit more background with it. Fucking yeah. It.
0: I'm, I'm excited to uh, finish this up. Uh, this is a, you know, kind of uh last episode was uh, enlightening and also kind of, um, you know, different because I mean, I, this is a different topic than we're, you know, well, it's so much different. I guess because uh, it gets something... into more like different like there's different things beyond the fact that you know um, a murder or something happened. I mean, yeah, a murder happened. Right. Or, well, technically two murders happen uh, that to do with Varg, but
1: right you know. there, there's a there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff here than there is with a lot of the other kind of true crime stuff that we've covered. Yeah. You know, this one you get, uh, we've been getting very in-depth with everybody's background, not only the person that committed the crimes, but also the victims, because they're all like a very tight-knit, small, little group.
0: Yeah, and and like, not so, I mean, yeah, who committed the crimes, or who supposedly, like, as, you know, I think you'll talk about in this episode, who supposedly committed the crime or who said they did. But yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So if uh, if you are ready, we can uh, we kind of just jump right in. Yeah. Just yeah, okay. continue right on. So last week we kind of left off with um, just to quickly recap, you know, just to refresh everybody's memories. Um, we talked about the band Mayhem. Uh, the lead singer who went by the stage name of Dead um, killed himself very, very brutally. <laughs> um, uh,
0: the and and, and first... I think and our picture got taken down on Instagram. Oh, God damn it. They left it up on Facebook, though. Instagram took it off. Fuckers. Yeah. It said it violated it.
1: Oh, um, that's OK, though. That's whatever. You know,
0: I think it I think it was Instagram.
1: Yeah, because it's still up on Facebook.
0: Huh! I'm surprised.
1: I I, I kind of am too. I mean, you can be. Uh, you can you know let a bunch of like fucking fourteen year old girls run around barely wearing anything, but we put up one picture of a guy with his fucking brain laying next to him, and we're the devil. So well, <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: his fucking brain.
1: I mean, What's I mean, more boop, offensive?
0: Well, wow. a guy with his brain showing. Over
1: like a partially naked teenager, see what I mean? But anyway, so we got yeah. we got our PP slap for putting up a picture of a guy that killed himself. Even though technically we put it, it up was, as a reference point because it was an album cover, and I made sure I got the album cover version, not just the regular pictures. Yeah, so it has like their little their watermark and stuff on it to be like, hey, this is an album cover. Suck it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but like, I guess Instagram didn't like that fucking Facebook is, don't give a fuck apparently which is fine i mean you know it, it, it is what it is i mean they, you know we, th- we probably knew that it was going to get taken down huh
1: facebook didn't even cover it like where you have to like hover over it to show the image they didn't even do that oh well so yeah. like maybe it says it's a private group i don't know either way
0: yeah um
1: so yes <laughs> uh so then we got into um Euronymous, who was the guy who formed one of the guys that formed the band in the first place, yep. uh, trying to rebuild the band, <clears throat> and um, talked a bit about his record store, uh, Helveta, and uh, his uh, record, his record label, uh, Death Like si- Stillness Silence, Death Like Silence, I think. But yeah, so we also started talking about the guy who's going to become the topic of this episode, a man by the name of Varg. Vikerns. um this dude is uh i don't know he's he's kind of like an onion there's a lot of layers there yeah yeah the, the the more i read the more i'm like okay this uh there's there's a lot a lot going on below the surface with uh with her buddy varg uh
0: <laughs> i mean he's he's kind of a smart
1: dude he no he's, he's very intelligent um can you stick with all of his like beliefs and stuff like that? No, definitely not. But doesn't mean he's not a smart person because he's a very, you know, intelligent man. Well,
0: the, I mean, the beliefs that I, you know, kind of, you know, heard of, heard from what I saw, which uh, that's only like a 10th, probably. Yeah. Or like, or him showing his ass a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Um, i could i could kind of like side with you know but
1: yeah there's uh there's some shit some other shit that goes on that you're gonna go oh oh wait never mind this guy's kind of a prick
0: <laughs> wow but it's uh, is it also from somebody else's you know oh oh no pattern? it's all
1: like directly from like stuff that he said where you go oh, okay that's
0: yeah, probably oh. not the
1: yeah um So Varg Vikerns was born Christian. Uh, His first name was Christian, which I bet he fucking hated because, uh, as we'll come to find out, he's got some uh, not-so-sunny outlooks on Christianity. (laughs) So he's born February 11th, 1973, in the uh, the smaller city of Bergen, Norway. Uh, So some of the pictures I found of this place, they look exactly like how you would think a town in Norway would look a um, bunch of like brightly, like brightly painted little wooden houses. They're right by the docks. There's a huge mountain range out behind them. And on the other side of those mountains is just a bunch of fjords and stuff. Gorgeous, gorgeous little area. I would love to go visit it.
0: Oh yeah. So I would love, part, I mean, I'd love to go to like Scandinavia. You know. Yes. That's, that's that's one of my, uh, bucket list things is so I want to mm-hmm. definitely uh, I want to go to Scandinavia, go to Germany, go to like you know, the Baltic region. My uncle said that the North Sea is fucking cold as hell. Well, no shit. He he said is it because uh he um he actually uh, was stationed there when he was in Germany back in the eighties, and he said it, it was cold. So but I I,
1: I want to do Norway, Sweden, Scotland, Iceland, and one particular part of France, and then I can leave that country for good and never go back there and be fine with it.
0: Well, I mean, I like to, you know, like, yeah, with me, I like to see where my ancestors are from in France, you know.
1: I just want to go to Normandy.
0: I, I, I. I mean, I could go to Normandy for sure, you know, but I want to, I want to definitely go to, cause I mean, it's kind of nice to see where your ancestors came from. You know, that's kind of a good, uh, good thing. Like me, I, I don't want to go to Germany to see where one of my ancestors are from. And then most other time I'd be right in, you know, the British Isles or other yeah. than, you know, Germany. I mean, so far Germany and, uh, um France, I mean, supposedly I have relatives from a lot of the other countries, but well, not knowing where they're from because right, shit's hard to find out, yeah, it, but, it definitely is but anyway, so uh yeah, Varg from a little yeah. small kind of uh what do you what do they what do you say like it was only like what uh I don't think he said he even had like a thousand people or something like that. Yeah, Bergen is pretty
1: small. I mean, it, it's still
0: technically a city, um,
1: but I think it's just because of how it's structured. Um, but it is right on the coast. It's kind of right down into, um, I guess, maybe the Atlantic that where where Norway comes down in. Um.
0: That, no, the North Sea there. Yeah.
1: Yeah it's 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 a nor- it's a, a coastal like. At one point in time it was basically just a fishing village and then it kind of grew up a little bit. Um
0: I said the Baltics. I I'm an asshole. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I don't know why I said I the Baltics. Baltics is not even fucking close. It's it's you know down further. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. North Sea. But anyway. The powder keg. Yeah, that's where the powder yeah. keg was. Oh so anyway, yeah, yeah, So it's on the on that uh the the cold ass portion.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, not at one, as like, cold as up further, but at, at one point in time, this is basically a a village that was occupied essentially just by fishermen because it's you know you're docked, you go out into the sea, you come back with your catch, you know, yada yada. Well, that's how most
0: do. that's how most towns, you know, I mean, way back when, you know, like way way back, right? They would be by the coast anyway because well,
1: it's reason that's mean, where your resources are.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, cuz there's not really a a whole shit ton, you know, inland, so you'd want to no. no, I mean, you go inland to hunt.
1: There there's a reason that the Vikings went to England cuz they're like, "Oh, we can grow stuff here. <laughs> we can yeah. we can farm here. Like we can't uh can't do much of that back home. It's not uh not feasible." No. So Varg's mom worked for an oil company and his father was an electronic engineer. Um, his older wow. brother actually went on to become a civil engineer somewhere. I'm not sure it's, it's still in Norway somewhere though. Uh, so again, comes from a very, very intelligent family. Uh, grew up listening to a lot of classical music with his mom and dad because that's what they were into. So this is uh this is where shit gets, I mean, it starts to get a little stranger for him when he's real young. Uh, he's like five or six years old. And his, uh, his father moves the family out of the country for work. They move to Iraq, more specifically Baghdad, to take up work for Saddam Hussein, <laughs> working on some uh, electronic engineering things for the government slash military. Yeah. Um, didn't really go into a lot of detail as to what he did because he probably didn't know because he was, you know, at this point in time, still trying not to piss his pants while he's, you know, standing up places. He's six years old. Yeah. So, so he did go to elementary school in Baghdad and this is where he kind of got his real first taste of racial discrimination. Uh, He did something in class. He couldn't even really recall what he did Uh, Caused some kind of a problem or a ruckus. But he was allowed to slide because he was white. Another kid, you know, an Iraqi kid, one of the native, like the local kids did the same thing. And he got his ass beat by the teachers because, I mean, it's the late 70s in Iraq. And, you know, things were different back then. But this is also when he started realizing that he was being treated differently because of the color of his skin. He was being treated better because he was white and they thought more of him than they did of their own people. Um, yeah. And this may have reinforced some of the feelings that his parents had about race. Uh, they weren't full blown white supremacists. They were more like white supremacist adjacent, you know, they, uh, they didn't necessarily dislike the Iraqi people, but they just didn't want their kids associating with those kids. Yeah. You know, they, uh, We don't want to, we don't want to mix them up here and make him think that, you know, people are all the same to just depending on the color of their skin. Cause we wouldn't want that, you know? Yeah. So after a little bit, it was like a year or two years, somewhere in there. uh, The family ends up moving back to Bergen and um, he's got a quote. I've got a quote from him here about what it was like to grow up in Bergen quote. I grew up in an idyllic society, homogenous, No crime. And I had to look that up because I was like, what's that mean? Homogenous means all the same. So it's like, yeah, I grew up in a a really nice little town. Everybody was white. There was no crime because everybody was white. It's basically how he's (laughs) going with that one. Um, He says everything was basically perfect. We had stables with girls riding horses. We would play on the outside, there were no problems. But at a certain point, when we grow older, of course, there were problems, but you didn't see them. That's basically the truth. But when you grow older, you start to see things, uh, you start to see things isn't the way you want it to be. Um, again, I did this exact quotes. English is not his first language. So he's, you know, there's a little bit of a tr- you know, grasp there. Uh, <laughs> then we get into the, one of the t- one of the things you brought up last week. McDonald's didn't appear until 1991 or 1992. And when it did, we actually took a rifle and a bicycle. We rode our bikes up to McDonald's and we sat down. uh, We sat down to started firing on their windows. We were sneaking around and boom, we were shooting at McDonald's.
0: Yeah. And and he was like fucking laughing at it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, like when he says a rifle, I'm wondering if he means like a pellet gun or something like that because I I highly doubt that a bunch of like eight or nine year olds got access to a high powered rifle and like fucking blow in the windows at McDonald's.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, he continues. We stockpiled weapons and munitions to prepare for war because we not only suspected there might be a third world war. We hoped there might be one, not because we enjoyed, <laughs> <laughs> not because we enjoyed destruction so much, but because we knew that if you wanted to build something new, you have to destroy the old first. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but hey, you know, I don't know what the fucking McDonald's ever did to him or serve a subpar cheeseburger and probably fucking forget his sauces like they do here by the age, by age 11, his parents have divorced and around age 12, he starts getting into some like a little bit heavier bands, you know, considering what he has been listening to his whole life, basically, um, where again, he was listening to a lot of classical music, stuff like that. Uh, He starts getting into bands like Iron Maiden, Creator, and Celtic Frost, who are all pretty awesome, I, I might add. He also got hold of a copy of Venom's second album, Black Metal, which was a huge influence for just about everybody in the black metal scene. They named the entire genre of music after this album, so kind of a big deal. So with this change in music, this kind of uh, motivates him to learn how to start playing music. So gets his first guitar at uh, at 14. And by the time he's 17, he's been recruited uh, by the death metal band Old Funeral. Um, And I had to put this in here because it was awesome. One of the first demos they released was called The Fart That Should Not Be. Because it's a bunch of teenagers and fucking why not? (laughs) <laughs> I want to find it, but I couldn't.
0: <laughs> it's like a fart you shouldn't have had, but it turned into a shit.
1: <laughs> it's either that, it's either a fart that wasn't actually a fart and you shit yourself and like you just like shit right into your socks. Yeah. Or, or it was a fart that was so bad that you basically have to evacuate the building.
0: It's hard to say. <laughs> well, oh, oh, on that, hold on. I got to tell you this. Okay. Do Go. you have a fart story for me? No. Uh, no, it. well, no, not a fart story, but something that you know, smell and everything else. So, <laughs> not a fart
1: story, as it were.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, so today we're at a uh, down in Springfield. So, uh, I'm doing an install of some uh, door holders. Well, we're on the main floor by the elevator, and this girl who's a who's an apprentice for another another company that they're doing uh climate control stuff for or something like that. Well, anyway. She goes to go into a bathroom by the elevator where we're at. And she comes out and she goes, "Yeah, that bathroom doesn't have a a vent, a vent in it." <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what does she do? She she goes into the next bathroom. And goes to the bathroom. I then I guess apparently she came out. I wasn't there, but she came out and said, "Uh, yeah, you might want to not go in that bathroom for a little bit.
1: <laughs> Avoid that one. I just took a man shit in there. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, really? She actually came out and said that? And the guy was like, yeah, she did. <laughs> but, you know, you got to give her credit. Any woman that's like that will that will fully admit like, hey, I just took a monster dump and it smells bad, I get nothing but respect there. I get nothing but respect.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. So anyway, back to uh, Varg and his, uh, that that fart that wasn't,
1: (laughs) or should have been, or whatever. (laughs) So around 1990, uh, around 1990, he leaves Old Funeral, because he's decided that he kind of wants to branch out on his own, and this is when he starts his, side solo project burzum this is his this is his baby so the way burzum was is he was the only member of the band so this is like black metal nine inch nails he was the only dude he did all the instrumentals did all the vocals he did um he obviously had somebody help him like mix and master everything like you know someone in the studio helping with that part that part because it wasn't his thing he wanted to
0: is is a band what's that they have a whole uh, nine-inch nails is a whole nine-inch
1: nails is one dude. It's sure, Tr- it's Trent Reznor. That's it. But yeah, okay. the, v- very few and far between is it like a, a one-man project. But the, it Burzum was, um, and the the lyrics focus mostly on Norse legends and lore uh, and the mythology of like the Norse pantheon, and they kind of. He kind of kept his political leanings out of it, which, you know, I can appreciate. Um, but that's that's also because he was maybe like a little tiny bit of like possibly kind of a neo-Nazi. Like more so with the I don't trust the Jews part. Not so much with the socialism, but he uh, definitely fell into that whole, you know, the Jews are the root of all evil kind of camp with uh with those guys like that
0: um huh i thought it was more like uh all of uh judeo christianity's evil yeah
1: yeah definitely but he he definitely was like oh yeah no because no the they Jew-
0: they, fu- they fucked everything else up and then yeah and it, then you know how, how can christianity or catholicism whatever the hell you want to call it how can it branch out on its and say that judaism doesn't know what they're talking about or uh, Islam since they're all from the same all Middle Eastern core. religions. Yeah. Yeah. They're all from the he, same core, which is Judaism.
1: He didn't like any of the three, but, uh, yeah, he really kind of honed in on, on Christianity and the Jews definitely did not like these, these folks much at all. Um, but like we mentioned last week, uh, like with a lot of these guys in the black metal community, uh, Lord of the Rings was a huge influence. Um, the word "burzum" comes from black speech, which is the language used in Mordor, and it means darkness. Actually, engraved on in the one ring. Oh, God, why did I do this to myself?
0: You had to, didn't you?
1: Oh, I fucking sure did. You know what? I'm going to skip because I'm a little fuzzy on my black speech. I'm just going to do it in English. Uh, one ring to rule them all. One ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. And darkness is where he took that word from. Yes. So, um, also kind of a kind of a funny uh, a fun fact. Before he joined up with Old Funeral, he did play for a very short period of time with a band called Orakai, which is the orcs from Lord yes. of the Rings. Orakai. Uh, yeah, that's after they changed the name of the band from Kalashnikov to orakai and i'm like you fucking dorks <laughs> i love it i love it
0: yeah. we
1: go from like the best combat rifle that's ever been designed because it's hasn't been touched in almost 100 years
0: Wow! Well, lord of the named Ring's after set. named after the guy right kalishnikov but,
1: but still um and he also chose the stage name of count grishnak uh he threw the count in because you know, want to have a little royalty here. Uh, Grishnak was an orc in uh, The Two Towers, which was the uh, second Lord of the Rings yeah, book, I want to one. say.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hold stole on, that from, from there as well. Yeah. He may have been the ugly one. I mean, they were all ugly. They're fucking orcs, dude. Well, no, 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 no. no. There's one that was extra ugly. Like <laughs> like he, he, got, he got messed up bad like he's like a a messed up hand and stuff like that i I I wouldn't be surprised i mean
1: if if if, if it's an orc with a name it has to have some distinguishing features i would think to make it particularly like god awful
0: yeah because i don't remember i don't know I, i i'd have to go back and watch it again
1: yeah um so again from the documentary that we both watched um until the light takes us which highly recommend it you can watch it on tubi tv it is free and it is super interesting um so an interview for there, uh for that documentary when he was in prison he told the crew basically he tried to find the worst quality recording and sound equipment possible um for his first album, which he used a blown, like a partially blown out Marshall amplifier for all the, uh, the guitar and bass stuff. Um, he refused to tune the drums. So basically <laughs> if whatever condition, the drums came in fucking, he, cause he borrowed them from somebody and he's like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to fucking play them. They're going to sound like shit and they like it. And for all of the vocals he used, um, like you'd mentioned last week, a busted asshole, like microphone headset, that uh that kind of sounded like shit but that was kind of the point so in 1991 a- after doing some like you know recording some demos and getting them out to a few people he kind of j- gets into the whole black metal community in oslo and starts hanging out at, at uh at uh Helveta, which was uh uh record store slash recording studio um so he's hanging out with uh with the other guys from Mayhem. Um, the drummer and singer from Dark Throne are coming in from here, you know, here and there to hang out, um, guys from a band called Immortal, which also interesting story with those guys, um, including, uh, Faust, who was the drummer who we'll get talking about here a little bit. We mentioned him last week where when he was a teenager, he killed a gay guy in uh, Lilyhammer And fucking Mm -hmm. took off like fucked off to oslo to get away from it um but we will uh we'll we'll get into into that a little bit with him the cool thing is with this was when he when when uh uh, varg first kind of came to oslo he didn't really have anywhere to stay so he was kind of just sleeping in like the dark dank basement of the studio it's like there was like an old couch he just fucking like hunkered down on um because obviously he couldn't share Faust's bed because Faust had a fucking cot behind the counter. (laughs) Yeah. So after the suicide of dead, Necro Butcher, who was the bassist and the other founding member of Mayhem, uh, left the band because he was disgusted with the disrespect that had been shown towards dead after his suicide, where Eranimous was like, "Ah, I'm just going to take a bunch of pictures first okay, this is cool, but I, I want to lean him up a little bit. I'm going to turn the shotgun, take some more pictures. I'm going to lay him back down. So he took like all these fucking like gnarly pictures of this of his friend that had just shot himself in the face with a 20-gauge shotgun uh, before he called the police. So that kind of pissed Necro Butcher off. So he's like, I'm done, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the band that I helped create. I'm leaving because you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he would act- so Hieronymus would actually bring Varg in a little bit here and there to kind of take over on bass, well like just for you know studio stuff like that um, and when they were hanging like when everybody would get together at the store, there was a lot of talk about being extreme uh you know having your music be the most extreme possible uh being extreme in the image that that you're presenting to your fans and the public and so on and so forth. And Euronymous was kind of the catalyst for most of these conversations. Varg said that Euronymous would talk about wanting to start some sort of quote, black metal mafia where he saw himself kind of as the godfather, like a kind of role like that. Um, He wanted to be the head of the organization, but he didn't want to get his hands dirty. So he would talk about doing all of these things and eventually Varg would call him out on it and basically tell him, you know, put your money where your mouth is. You're you're so fucking cool. You know, let's see what you got. Yeah. And one of the topics that they would always that a lot of them would get on to pretty frequently was. Uh, doing something extreme to try to punish or push Christianity completely out of Norway. So Varg was all about this he was like fucking christianity sucks i uh, it's it's not organized religion in that he disliked it was just he disliked certain ones like the the larger ones that tend to you know colonize but i do have a quote from him uh about some of these other you know uh, more specifically about christianity quote there's more chaos, war, and pollution than ever before in our recorded history. Of course, we may, might, uh, we may have known a period with worse conditions, but the Christians burned all the records that could tell us about when they burned the Library of Alexandria. Whenever Catholics, Protestants, or Christians come, they ruin the culture, they destroy the culture, they burn the culture. This includes European cultures, African cultures, Asian cultures, and American cultures. Wherever they were, they destroy everything. They want to replace our culture with Judeo-Christian cultures. Christianity is the root of all problems in the modern world. So again, probably not gonna buy you a Christmas card. Well, no. They'll <laughs> have you over for Yule, but you're not getting you're not on this fucking Christmas list.
0: No, but I mean Yule is basically at the end, it's 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 basically Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) It it is. I mean, no matter what he's you know, would think it is still.
1: Well it's and that's part of his issue is that things like that have been stolen taken from his culture to be used elsewhere.
0: Well, not the only one to have I mean Oh god no, which is which is is legit. But I mean he's but they also it's not that's not his only beef. His old as other beef was the fact that they they put you know, they erected churches on sacred lands. Uh-huh.
1: We're gonna get you know, into that here in a which,
0: minute. Which then turns into, well, one of the some little something something happened.
1: Actually, since you brought that up, uh Norway is dotted across the country with what are called stave churches, which were constructed usually during the like the medieval periods, um, built completely out of wood. Uh, originally, yeah. they would have had thatch roofing. Uh, with updates, they would have, up, you know, upgraded to uh, maybe like wood shingles or slate shingles, something like that. They tried to keep the general build of the of the church just kind of, you know, stick built, where it would have been, you oh, would have man. had like exposed beams, just to keep it how it was when it was originally oh, built. Man. Yeah, and like you were saying, the three big religions had a, a very Common practice of when they would go in and conquer a people, they would wipe out their um their religious places and build stuff not near them, but right on top of them. They, oh, this is your holy place. This is ours now. Like you were saying, and he said one of the things with this particular church, which was uh, the Fantov, uh, yeah, Fantov Stave Church, which is near Bergen. One of the big things that with that was the original site consisted of a a small like stone building with a circle outside of it because the, the Norse religion circles are very important. They, you know, they show a lot, they mean a lot of different things. So when Christianity came in, they destroyed the building, wiped the circle out basically and, and erected a giant stone cross in the very center of it, which he saw as Super disrespectful because it is because you've ruined somebody else's culture and just basically burned it down and pissed in the ashes and been like, this is mine now. Fuck you.
0: But the thing is, what he fails to realize is that's been happening in the Judeo-Christian Judeo-whatever you want to call it. Because, I mean, look at Temple Mount. Uh Uh-huh. The three big... You know, all three that stem from that original claim that land as theirs. You know, so I mean, did, who, yeah, who does it been, originally They've belong? been
1: fucking killing each other over it for thousands of years.
0: Yeah. Why? It's a fucking piece of property. You, you I mean, know, your faiths all stem from one. One right. faith. That's it.
1: But, but again, it's a dick-measuring contest.
0: And <laughs> my adults like, will be like, "Oh No, it doesn't. No, no we're, we're totally they separate. They do. Oh, no, no. They all do. If you,
1: if you look at all three of them, they have reoccurring characters between all three. Yeah. You know, they're all very... They're, they're related. I'm not going to say they're the same, but they're very closely related. First cousins.
0: Yeah. Uh, Maybe even stepbrothers.
1: Right. Well, I mean, stepbrothers wouldn't be related. That's like, or well,
0: half brothers. Yeah, um, because one's, one came from the father of of Judaism, <laughs> one came right from that, and another one came from well, uh, he was a Jew. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> Same church, different pew. Literally. Yeah. It so was, this, but
0: oh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, anyway no. <laughs> it, continue your thought. <laughs> no, it's just you know I don't know he he had a thought and then uh but another guy a long you know a long time after had the same kind of a, a thought about the same thing about hey you know i don't like this and then he you know he ch- wanted to change it and so the, the same neck of the woods
1: <laughs> check out a uh, uh, i Martin think it's uh, i think it's called Zeitgeist, where they talk about uh yes.
0: how
1: many how many different religions all kind of stem from like uh man born man born of 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 you know uh virgin birth uh became important died came back three days later yeah there's so many of them that are like oh okay so whenever,
0: speaking, when people speaking of uh when, when,
1: when people bitch about movies not like there's no original movies anymore it's been like that forever
0: <laughs> yeah well i i, we I had to share shit. this i don't i i forgot to share it on the page because as soon as i saw it so the the founder what of uh what is it like n v x i i or whatever the fuck it's called
1: oh uh uh nixium. nixium whatever it is yes yeah, that weird like fuck
0: cult yeah ah uh, he uh what was it got found Innocent or whatever the fuck it was, even though no he admitted. No fucking way. Yeah, I, th- I think oh, fuck's sakes! Or he got minimal time or some shit like that. Because, what a piece well, of even shit! Even though he admitted to to uh sex trafficking or something. Whatever what a piece the fuck of shit. Was. Fuck that guy. I was like, holy fuck! Somebody ought anyway, to find him and
1: hit him in the fucking ear with a shovel.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's <sighs> a different topic. So back Asshole. to Varg. So, so he has a hatred, and they and. You know the Christians built Catholics, whatever built fucking Christians. built things on you know on sacred grounds. Yes, which so, you know happened so many times in yeah, so many different places. Not just only you know Sweden,
1: no, or well Norway, Norway but,
0: um, but Sweden the, the, or Norway or Iceland. You know, it all happened in even in Germany here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So the the Fantov Stave Church was originally built in 1150. The the main structure of this church had been there for almost a thousand years. Yeah. Directly on top of this pagan holy site. Um, On the night of June 6th, 1992, and this date was selected because it's long thought that this is the day that the Norse raiders landed on Lindisfarne. Uh, in England, and uh, liberated it. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> liberated it. They, they, you know, they, they, they stacked monk bodies and priests, um, and they sailed back to Scandinavia with boatloads of um, treasure that was being held captive by said priests. Um, uh-huh, so right. they they freed it from its captors, and then right. proceeded to fucking spread it around where, <laughs> wherever they went. So he selected this day to pay homage to his ancestors who he were, was like, they're going to be just fucking up there in Valhalla, just smiling at me and being like, good work kid. So he circles the church two or three times, uh, with an accelerant of some sort, uh, tossing it on the old wood and the ground around it lights, a small book of matches and throws it into the, the church and watches it erupt into flames. Um, so s- somebody did, we should say, because yeah, you know. yeah, but strangely enough, uh, there was images taken of the church as it's still burning and then as it's smoldering, that would be used as the cover of the Bursum album Aska, which is uh, ashes in Norwegian. So maybe there's a link there, you know, maybe uh, I'm not going to say yes or no.
0: just the- <clears throat> want to take pictures.
1: No, I don't think it was him.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't Euronymous because he Euronymous t- talked to talk, but he didn't walk. Yeah, along. he was
1: kind of a bitch. Um, so when he returns to Helveta, he, uh, he tells the boys, hey, you guys see what happened? Uh, And they fucking loved it. Uh, Euronymous, again, is talking a big game. And Varg's like, hey, if you want to prove yourself, come on out. We're, we're going back out for another one. Come on out so he did exactly that uh and he joined in one of the arsons uh but from what varg said he just kind of stood back and watched as uh varg and faust you know set fire to the uh colon church and burned it down he kind of just stood up on the hillside and was like yeah this is pretty cool but i'm glad i'm not doing it now um yeah Varg Varg would go on to say that Euronymous didn't have the stomach for the work, uh, but he still liked to run his mouth and take credit for it. So between June 1992 and January 1993, seven other churches would smolder and die, including one that burned on Christmas Eve of 1992, which is pretty (laughs) fucked up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, didn't he say like some of them though were like copycats? Yes. They weren't yes they weren't they actually were. uh you know them doing it or yes or i'm sorry because someone doing it
1: you can tell which ones were the copycats because the copycat ones were usually uh some dickhead probably teenagers going out there and like fucking spray paint like pentagrams and upside down crosses on them smashing the windows out and just like throwing a molotov cocktail into it and it would like damage it with fire but it wouldn't actually burn it down necessarily
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah because uh, in the media they had said that it was the
1: oh god work
0: of satanists and yeah, satanic worshipers devil worshipers that played that that awful music yes yeah they, well, it,
1: they at this point it hasn't even been tied to the music yet these are just satan worshipers
0: yeah, just so, satan like, worshipers whatever so had, but then this... but then they did the whole like you know the copycats did all the like you know yeah. Uh, Satan lives or shit like that. Kind of like t- embrace shit it.
1: again, probably teenagers just being stupid. Um, so like everybody thinks that the satanic panic was just like localized to just the United States in the 80s. and uh, no, 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 no. This shit went across like overseas because you go from the United States, which is <sighs> based on a religion essentially to a country that has fully embraced it. Like a lot of countries in Europe have still have like blasphemy laws on the books to this day where you can be put in prison for talking shit about the Pope. Um, they, they, they take it more seriously there than we do
0: here. I think. <clears throat> um, well, cause ours is a, ours is a country, I guess, founded on no right. religion. Um
1: so eventually, Vard gets brought in for questioning and is detained and then arrested for some of these uh some of these arsons um No one really knows how anybody found out who it was, but he kinda in some of the stuff I read, he has a theory that you know there's one guy. Who's kind of like real big in the scene? That thinks he's hot shit. Who's now being overshadowed by a guy who's actually doing something. He thinks Euronymous is the one that fucking dimed him out. So he's facing multiple counts of arson. (laughs) Of course it was, because he spoke uh, to
0: the fucking goddamn the, the 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 fucking media.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing though. He gets away with it, but he said, I was found not guilty. Never once did he say, I didn't do it. I was found not guilty. Which, I mean, that's like O.J. Simpson writing a book called If I Did It, about how his fucking wife and her buddy were murdered.
0: (laughs) It should have been titled, If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. It should have been called
1: I was in a different state. I definitely didn't kill my wife. But, you know,
0: that's smart. I I heard somebody say that that there's a conspiracy theory that actually he didn't do it. It was someone else. It was someone completely else that Ah. actually did do it.
1: And what, then planted all that evidence in his fucking house? Yeah. No, that's bullshit, dude. No way. So after he's released, uh, the... It's kind of hard. It's it's kind of confusing how this whole part works. Um, the newspaper Bergen's Tidende, which I'm assuming would be Bergen Today, which is like the biggest media outlet in the in the city, uh, published an article in 1993 that kind of brought this whole black metal movement to the forefront for the first time. Um, so an anonymous interview has been kind of delivered to the paper and you know, they said, hey, if you want to talk to this guy, here's where you're going to meet him. So this journalist, Finn Bjorn Tonder, um, goes out to meet them at an old, like a, at an abandoned apartment, um, uh, sets him an interview. So he walks in and he finds Varg sitting at a table with a couple of other guys and they begin the interview. Um, he told the man from the paper that, you know, he'd been the one that burned the churches and this is why I've done it. And it's going to continue to happen. So he, he basically just kind of, he justified his actions to this guy from the newspaper. Um, oh, also they, they did tell him before he got there that uh, if uh if he called the police to tell him what he, you know, they told the journalist, if you call the police and tell them uh, who you're meeting with or why you're meeting with them, when you get here, if there's a cop with you, we will kill all of you, which pretty hardcore from a bunch of teenagers, but whatever. So the article would also go on to say that they were, they were all quote devil worshipers and fully intended on spreading fear and devilry across Norway. So again, that's what the, article said. That's not what Varg said. Um so oh, by the time was,
0: Varg was pissed.
1: Yeah. So by the time this article ran, he had already been arrested for the church burnings. Um so the, the story ran and it was accompanied by a shot of Varg where he's got his his hair kind of down covering most of his face and he's standing there with these two giant ass knives like up basically it looked like a like a slanted wall like what we have like what I have here in the studio with a bunch of old, like, bed sheets, like, pinned to it. And he's just, like, standing there with his arms crossed. He's got these giant knives with fucking, like, knuckle dusters with spikes on them and shit. Goofy stuff. Um, but, again, he had already been, it, like, arrested and was they are trying to convict him for these church burnings when this article came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, another thing that comes up kind of strange is how they found him. They found him at, they've ended up picking him up at a Burzum show which they said they got the address from a flyer. But again, he never used his real name when he was on stage. He went by the stage name and kind of makes you think that we have a, we have a common denominator when stuff starts going fucky here and his name is Euronymous. Yeah. Um, so he, another fun one, he, For all of his faults and flaws, he's actually pretty funny. So he's interviewed by a magazine called Rock Fearer, which was a Norwegian metal magazine. And uh, the guy interviewed interviewed him was like, so what's it like being in jail? He says, quote, it's much too nice here. It's not hell at all. In this country, prisoners get a bed, toilet and a shower. It's completely ridiculous. I asked the police to throw me in a real dungeon, and also encouraged encourage them to use violence. <laughs> so he's he's staying fucking hardcore right to the very end here. But um,
0: I'm gonna you, we're you gonna think, ta- you think he's hardcore, but if he actually went to a real fucking prison, he'd be a bitch.
1: Oh, like a real prison? Oh, I don't know, dude. Like an American prison, I think he would hold his own because he'd be the guy that would go in and be like, "Okay, who's getting stabbed?" You know, I don't know. <laughs> I I think he would have held his own. We'll get into a story about him being in the in big boy prison here in a bit, though. Um, but let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back and uh, wrap this up. Okay, so we are back. So, well, Vargas okay. So prison- before we go, before we go any yeah. further,
0: how much of the that? Because I was I was just thinking about this while we were on break. Yeah, how much of that do you that of that uh, uh interview? Do you think was actually him like bullshitting like you know just talking a talk versus him actually like you know
1: i i am gonna go ahead and say i think a hundred percent of that is him just like tough talking just to be like i got an image to uphold yeah you know um uh, uh, especially I guess I gotta- when you listen when you listen to like the later interviews with him where he's like, after he's been in jail for a bit and he's talking about stuff and you're like, okay, yeah, no, he's, he seems like a genuine person, not a good person, but a genuine person. Um, yeah. so this, this to me seemed like he was just blowing smoke up somebody's ass trying to sound cool. Uh, all right.
0: You know, how, I guess I got to plug my computer. Right how many away.
1: prisons have real fucking dungeons? Give me a break, dude. I mean,
0: uh, no, it's not called dungeon. It's called fucking, uh, solitary.
1: Yeah. He wanted to go in the fucking hole, but you know, yeah. so like we said while he's in prison the church burnings continue uh, some were done by other bands and musicians including Faust he burned down a couple more others were done by some like edgy teenage copycats with each ensuing arson the media would continually run stories in the paper and on the news and just about every story had Satanist or demon attached to it uh, this is because the article that Uh, that got Varga arrested uh, uh, had basically said that everyone attached to this black metal music is a Satanist or devil worshiper. Yeah. Which isn't true. They don't worship the devil. They don't even like the devil because he's associated with Christianity uh, and they don't like anything to do with Christianity. Satan included. So the, 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 the media is whipping themselves into a fucking fervor over nothing. Yeah, because it's you know they you know, so when some of these younger guys were going into into Helvetia, they'd be you know they talk to Eronymus and go, "Hey, we want to go out and burn down a church." And he was, uh, according to uh, Hellhammer, who's the the drummer for Mayhem, um, said that uh, Euronimus would would just like, "Yeah, go out and do it. Uh, bring me back your report. Let me know how everything went." Um, that kind of helped him build that whole black metal mafioso feel that he was going for. And uh, this kind of confirmed what the media is saying about the movement and Varg who is still in jail is just yelling at the top of his lungs. No, this is not what it's supposed to be at all. So in the long run, Euronymous was encouraging people to do things that counteracted his not wanting the music to go mainstream in the first place. Yeah. Cause if you remember that's why dead killed himself. According to him is because, you know, the music got too mainstream. So this guy is, he's a, he's a fucking turd. Like again, the common denominator with everything going sideways in the story is him. So when Varg is released from prison in 1993, he and Uranimus have a huge falling out. Um, you have Varg on one side saying that the reason that, You know, the reason he did what he did with the church burnings was to drive Christianity out of Norway and to return to his ancestral religion. And you have Euronymous on the other side feeding the flames that the media was creating about there being this huge satanic organization that's just out there burning churches, eating babies, sacrificing virgins, shit like that. You know, you know, everything that that, you know, pagans do.
0: Uh, of course
1: worshiping trees and you know barking at the moon and shit Um, we all
0: do that right
1: yeah we do so this is when the two bandmates start to plot against each other i use the term bandmates you know in a vague sense because they weren't technically in the same band Um, i would say
0: more like friends
1: yeah friends like friendly rivals um so if you if you recall from last time, this is not the first time that someone has uh, has plotted against Euronimus because uh, Necro Butcher had a plan to kill him himself. So it's not the first time that someone's planned to kill him, but it's the last. Uh, and there's a really like there's a a good little scene in until the uh, until the light takes us where Hellhammer is kind of he's like sitting up against this like big stone wall and he's all dark and fucking you know brooding and shit and he pulls a giant switzerland and is like i basically told him okay fine do whatever you want just handle it yourselves good call good call on his part yeah so since there's only one side of this story that can be told let's dive in and we've got a pretty sizable quote from varg himself as to what exactly happened that night so he Euronymous, was planning to kidnap me he was planning to, to knock me out with an electroshock pistol, the type that security guards carry. I'm assuming he means like a taser. Yes. Um, he, w- he was going to tie me up, take me to the forest, and make a snuff film of torturing me to death. And of course, I took it serious. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Okay, well, I'm going to, you know, make sense. Um, apart from that, if if he were just talking about it, like in the shop to everybody and anybody, I wouldn't have taken it that serious But he didn't. He only told his select group of friends. And one of them told me. And later on, he wrote a letter to me, you know, as if we were friends, which confirmed my suspicion that he had some plans. Why did he suddenly want to be friends? You know, of course, to have an excuse to get close to me without awakening any suspicion. Again, English is not his first language. So he uses some words that like, okay, that word makes sense, but just not here. Um, Yeah. The only reason he had come to me was a con- uh, only reason he had to come to me was a contract between Burzum and his label. So he sent me the contracts and wanted me to sign them. And then he wanted me to meet with him to sign them. I said, "There's no reason to wait. Let's just go to Oslo and get it and get done with it." So I drove to Oslo, but of course it takes to, it, but of course it takes some time to get to Oslo. It's 500 kilometers of bad roads and mountains, so it took time to reach i think we were there at 3 a.m or even 4 a.m so he was sleeping uh so he was sleeping when i got to the door um i called him on his bu- on his uh pa- pager sorry his pager so like the little thing at the like for his apartment where you hit his button you talk to him yeah um he said I, he said he was sleeping and i told him i don't care if you're sleeping just open the door so he just opened the door. Uh, It was rather strange. He just opened the door, even though he had plans to kill me. Hard to kill somebody when they're behind a door. When I got up to the apartment, he panicked because he had plans to kill me. I was aggressive, so he panicked and attacked me. He kicked me in the chest and I threw him to the ground. A bit stunned, really, because he attacked me and I didn't expect it at the time. I was stunned for a while and was just sitting on the floor. Suddenly he got up and tried to run to the kitchen for his knife. And I thought, if he's going to have a knife, I'm going to have a knife. I had a pocket knife, this small little pocket knife. And I got up and prevented him from getting to the kitchen, you know, so he didn't manage to get his knife. And then he started off towards the bedroom where he kept the shotgun that dead shot himself with, as well as the electroshock pistol. It turned out later on, he didn't have either one of those things in the bedroom, but I believe he did at the time. So (laughs) We're getting into some preemptive self-defense, which is also called murder. <clears throat> so that's the reason I followed him, and instead of going into the bedroom, he just left the building. He started to run down the stairs. Uh I followed him and managed to stop him. And of course I had a friend with me, actually the guitarist of Mayhem, who uh was Blackthorn at the time. He was rather shocked and I waited because I didn't know how he was going to react, you know. For all I knew, he could attack me as well. Maybe they planned it. You get a bit paranoid in situations like that, and he kind of chuckles because you know. He's having fun. He's in jail. (laughs) Got somebody to talk to. (laughs) So I just waited. uh, I just waited for what's going to happen. Uh, Ariseth was on the floor. That's Aaron Last name. Uh, We broke a lamp on the wall and he was swimming in glass fragments with only his underwear. So he was rather bloody. And this other guy just ran past me. I understand that because he was not part of it. So I asked him, hey, are you okay?" And he just ran off. And then I remember he's got my car keys. And I had blood all over myself. Eriseth uh, got up and attacked me again. So I finished him off. I just, you know, stabbed, chopped. I stabbed him in the skull so he died immediately. I followed the other guy and ran back to my car. I managed to calm him down and he gave me the keys. I opened the door and we drove back. So he stabbed him in the head and killed him immediately, right? When his body was brought to the coroner, uranimous had been stabbed a total of 23 times 16 in the back five in the neck and two in the head so stabbed him in the head and he died instantly just that one shot dead you know after the other 22 uh
0: (laughs) well that's what he remembers
1: yeah that that's a lot of fucking stab wounds dude yeah like I mean, the human body contains a lot of blood, and a lot of it is under a very high amount of pressure when you hit specific things so i, I would imagine this is just a fucking horror show through this entire yeah. apartment complex, like from his apartment all the way down to basically outside where he, where they found him yeah, uh so a news story runs on channel two march twenty fifth of nineteen ninety three uh with a preamble from the anchor, quote the state prosecuting attorney officially announced the charges today in what is one of the most talked about criminal cases of the year. The 21 year old Satan worshiper Varg Varg Vikernes, AKA count Grishnak has much to answer for when the case opens on April 18th. So the news story kind of, they get a shot of him from the very, very beginning of the trial. Um, And again, he had really, really long hair, like, like, below the middle of his back. So he had really super long fucking hair. Um, so his first day in court, he's got it done up in two little braids and he's got them tucked back behind his ears. He looked like Greta Thunberg with five o'clock shadow wearing a Venom t-shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the, the the trial itself was, was pretty straightforward. I mean, they had evidence, they had testimony and they got a conviction. Um, Varg was found guilty of first degree murder uh, he was also convicted of the arson of the uh, uh Chapel in Oslo, uh, Skold Church in Rogaland, uh, Assane Church in Bergen, and the attempted arson of the Storvet Church in Bergen. Uh, the one they couldn't get him for, which we're all pretty confident is the one he definitely for sure burned down, was Fantov uh, Stave Church in Bergen. Um, and again, considering the Photos of a smoldering church are on his album cover, and it's from that particular place. I know it's circumstantial evidence, but I'm pretty confident I can make a convincing argument in favor that he burned that fucking thing down. Again, not an attorney, but I'm pretty sure he did
0: it. Well, he could have shown up as it was burning. or No, I, as, I got there just smoldering. as it
1: happened, and I was trying to put it out, and I just, I, 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 I don't know. I threw gas on it it didn't go out. I don't know what happened.
0: It was weirdest thing ever. You so know, the other, when you throw my gas on it 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 should go out, right? The it's, gas it's didn't do liquid. it. I had
1: kerosene in my car, that didn't do it.
0: It's uh, just it's it's know. wild. I have no idea. I mean, it's craziness.
1: I know there's water right here, but fucking water's flammable, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so No.
1: No, it's not. It's definitely not so another person was tried and that was Faust and Faust took a deal and testified against Varg and received a 14-year sentence um, so he testified against him in the church burnings because he was not involved with the murder um, so when it came time for sentencing uh, Varg took his his seat in his bathroom shirt and waited uh, quote "When I got the sentence I already knew I was getting 21 years that's the maximum penalty in Norway it's not much by American standards, but that's maximum in Norway. The judge was really eager and happy to give me the 21 years because she wanted to underline that we do not tolerate this type of rebellion in Norway. And, of course, they were expecting me to be, like, wetting my pants or something, and it just made me smile, really. I just turned my head to the audience and smiled, and from what I gathered, they smiled back. Um, I'm going to actually post the picture of him in, church, him in a court with his, his little smirk, and you're just like, I want to... Even if you agree with what he did, it's the kind of smirk where you're just like, "I want to slap it off his face," you know. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you, you remember uh, when we did the uh, the Max uh, Maxim Gelman episode, yes, and he had that, that fucking grin on his face. You're just like, "I want to punch him." <laughs>
0: um. Hopefully, he's uh, taking it up the butt real hard in, in uh, you know, in prison. Yeah, I hope so.
1: So in August 2003, uh, Vikerns was uh, transferred from maximum security prison uh, in Bergen to the low security in uh, Tonsburg. Uh, on, Oct- on October 15th, the local paper, uh, Tonsberg blad published an article that criticized him. On October 26th, Varg went on the run after being granted a short leave. He stopped a car in, in Newmendale. Uh, inside was a family of three uh, who said that they Hi, uh, he hijacked the car at gunpoint, and about 19 hours later, police stopped the uh, stopped the car uh, and Romerick and arrested him. The car contained knives, a gas mask, camouflage clothing, a portable GV, a GPS navigator, maps, a compass, a laptop, and a mobile phone. <laughs> police also found a uh, a handgun and an AG3 automatic rifle, which I'm not sure what that one is particularly in a cabin in Roleg where, uh, where Varg had hidden during his escape. Uh, They concluded that his escape was quote, well-planned and involved assistance from several people on the outside. Uh, Before the escape, Varg gave his mother a letter Uh, in it. He wrote that he had received, Ooh, Jesus. He'd received death threats from another, uh, uh, and another inmate had tried to strangle him shortly after the newspaper article was published. For his actions, thirteen months were added to his sentence, and he was moved uh, to a prison in ringerick Ringurik, I don't know. Um, it was so. Oh,
0: was that what was that rifle again?
1: Uh, an AG three. I'm assuming it's probably a Heckler and Koch like G three kind of thing. Probably a knockoff of it.
0: I think it's Russian.
1: Let's see, because we're we're gun nerds, we have to
0: look this shit up. Oh, it is Heckler and Koch. Heckler and Koch. AG, uh, G3.
1: Yeah, so the AG3 would probably be, uh, either a typo or, uh, like a, a knockoff version of it or something like that, but I'm assuming a typo on my part. Um, so in July 2004, he's moved back to the maximum security prison, in uh, this time in, uh, Trondheim. Oh, no, uh no, it's
0: a Norwegian rifle. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a G three. It's like a G three. Yeah, it is. It's it's but it has a collaps. Yeah, it has, co- like a whole bunch of different accessories that you can get with it. Nice collapsible stock or fixed stock.
1: Got a bunch of variants. Yeah. So during his time in prison. uh the documentary career that we've talked about before Uh, they interviewed him and they covered a whole slew of different topics. Um, And they asked him, you know, what's it like being in prison this time? And he says, quote, I'm kind of like, you know, I have an ambivalent feeling in this context. In one sense, of course, it's hard to have to be without freedom to move wherever I want and stuff like that. In another sense, it's kind of a positive because I have the opportunity to like read books and focus on more important things. It's like I consider it as a stay in a monastery. Yeah. So the fact that this guy's like, eh, "Prison's like being in a monastery," you're like, "Dude, uh, probably not the right reference for you to be using."
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe when, <not>. you're, when <laughs> your when your prison is uh is basically like, you know, a spa.
1: Oh, dude, this motherfucker! Like, okay, so he served out a sentence in Trondheim, um, which again, his cell looks pretty comfy. He's got a bed. He's got a chair. He's got a desk with a computer. He's got a window that opens up, but there's bars on the outside of it. And he's got goddamn carpet. He's got carpet in his prison cell. (laughs) Like, how the fuck? You should not be this comfortable in prison. I mean, but again, he also killed somebody who went to jail for 21 years because that's their maximum sentencing. Um, Fucking, I I don't get it. (laughs) I, I just, I don't understand it. So in 1994, he discovers a new passion and that's writing. So he writes a book called Vargsmal, which is a uh, Vargs words, uh, where he took up a defensive stance against the media and their portrayal of him. Uh, 1998, he wrote Teutonic mythology and worldview, which is fairly self-explanatory. Um, and he, so and he, like, as he's in prison, obviously he gets his standard parole hearings and each time his appeal is denied. That is until March 10th of 2009, when after 16 years of a 21-year sentence, he's released from prison. So after being released from prison, he continues uh, his, his Burzum project. He releases three new records, uh, Bellas, Fallen, and um which i probably butchered the fuck out of that anybody that speaks norwegian correct me please um skiptar i don't know whatever um he then released an album of re-recorded remastered tracks from some of his older albums um he gets married to a french woman who uh by the name of marie cachette cachette whatever it's french so fuck him
0: yeah okay <laughs>
1: um and uh remember I said he he was, you know, put on trial for something in the country he'd never been to. I was wrong. Uh after he married her, he did move to France. Um, he started up his YouTube channel, which he called Thulian Perspective, um, where he talks about all kinds of crazy shit. Um, uh, including, you know, the development of his RPG that he's created called My Farog. Uh-huh. Uh, which is like a mix of D and D, but with like so it's D and D and then you have all kinds of different like European mythology, especially with a a very heavy focus on Norse mythology. Um you can pick the fourth edition of this bad boy up on Amazon right now for the low, low price of ten dollars for the uh the uh player's guide to kind of learn how to play it. Uh it's basically a two hundred and seventy page rule book, so I'm sure that's a fun read.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs>
1: So it's like, it's like the D&D Player's Guide, but twice as long. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of his French wife, uh, he and his wife Marie were arrested in Querez, uh, which is like kind of, from what I found of it on the map, it's kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, but it's like just south of the exact middle of France. But there's like no other big cities around it. It's fucking like plopped out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, So they're arrested on suspicion of planning acts of terrorism because his wife bought four rifles. So they were eventually released not too long after they were arrested because the French police found that she had a legal permit to buy said rifles because they live out in the middle of nowhere. They want to live off the land. They're going to start hunting, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And they also, they also couldn't identify any targets for their terrorism because You know, they didn't have any. Uh, They did, however, charge Varg with, quote, inciting racial hatred, which is a criminal uh, criminal offense in France. Um, The authorities tried to uh, accuse him of trying to get others to uh, attack Jews and Muslims. Uh, I'm assuming he left Christians out of it because France is pretty thickly populated with Christians, I would assume. Um, Yeah. Christians, Catholics, whatever, you know whatever fucking breed of Christianity that they subscribe to. Um, and they got all, most of this information about that from his Thulean perspective blog, where he said, uh, he did say some pretty awful shit about Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Like, you know, he's been doing his whole life. Um, but at least he spread it all out. Everybody got a little slice of the hate. It wasn't all just like fucking fuck the Muslims or fuck the Jews. Everybody got some. Yeah. So, so he's he's an equal opportunity, you know, painter, dis, disliker of, of your religion. Um, so as they're going through these posts, he's like, no, nah, I didn't write those. I didn't write any of those. Uh, he's he's the only person that had uh, had access to creating posts on the blog. <laughs> so like, no, fucking, I fell on it in the shower. No, no, you're the only one that has access to fucking creating these dudes. So, like you did. Somebody this.
0: hacked my shit
1: yeah somebody hacked my fucking twitter and was like saying all this awful shit that i've been saying since i was you know 17 years old
0: <laughs> i'm reformed god damn it i didn't say yeah. any of that
1: so he he did under uh under court order remove all of that stuff from his blog um and on july 8th 2014 he was convicted for inciting racial hatred and sentenced to six months probation and an eight euro fine which is roughly 37 dollars american um so in the recent years, he seems to kind of have, have settled down. Um, his what well, him and his wife have uh, have purchased a small farm near Kerez. Um They're kind of living off the land, doing like the Viking thing, farming, you know, growing well, their own veggies. Almost shit 50 like years
0: old. Yeah,
1: he's he's getting up there. Um, and as of March of this year, so 2021, he announced on his Twitter that he and his wife were expecting their seventh child. So again, we're doing the Viking thing. We fucking a whole bunch. (laughs) And I I think somewhere in the back of his brain, he's just got this, like, I'm going to fill a longboat with my children when they're grown. And we're going to raid deep, deep into the French countryside and just pillage to our heart's content, you know? And, uh, he's, you know, he seems happy being a fucking kind of weirdo. That's just out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I, I did have to put this in here cause we did mention it a little bit last week. He did write a blog post about Anders Breivik who killed 77 people between Oslo and Utoya in July of 2011, which is the, I believe the worst mass murder in the history of Norway. Um, he condemned the attack by calling Breivik a quote, Christian loser. <laughs> For killing innocent Norwegians and said quote the only way to save europe is to cast aside all christians and other international nonsense and br- and embrace only the european values and ideals um and he also said that he's pretty sure that brevet carried out this attack as part of a jewish conspiracy um ah, which uh doesn't make much sense because Zionist. you know he's a he's a he's a he's a christian and stuff um so i do have a and you know, so that, that's where, where most of the story ends because that's where a lot of a lot of the focus goes for all of the violence in this this music movement. Um, I did find an article uh called Ten Crimes Committed by Black Metal Musicians. You want to go through a couple other ones that were not Varg or <laughs> fucking uh Euronymous?
0: I I don't care. Whatever. Okay. Because I mean.
1: some of these are pretty nasty. Um if I remember correctly from reading it beforehand. So we have the church burnings, which you have obviously just talked about. So we, I did mention it vaguely last week. Uh, the band Gorgoroth uh, held a black mass in Krakow, Poland uh, on February 1st, 2004 during a, uh, during a reco- uh, Wow. During a recording for a DVD concert in Krakow, Poland, the legendary Norwegian band Gorgoroth displayed sheep heads on stakes, satanic symbols, a bloodbath using 80 liters of actual sheep's blood and four naked crucified models on stage. A police investigation took place with, uh, with allegations of religious offense, which is punishable under law in Poland. Again, there's a lot of countries that still have religious laws on the books. Um, they're also charged with cruelty to animals. Um, though these charges were considered, the band was not charged. As it was ruled, they were unaware of the fact that they were doing of what they were doing was illegal. Um, Although the uh, concert organizers were eventually fined some undiscernible amount of Polish money, ten thousand zl. Uh, They they were fined ten thousand liters in two thousand seven. Yeah, so there's that one. Um, Uh, another guy sexually assaulted his girlfriend with a tattoo gun, which sounds fucking terrible. Um, the band Stalag uh, abducts mental patients for project misanthropia. Uh, Stalag uh, were a black metal experimental noise group who took their name from the German word word Stalag, which was a world war two concentration camp. Super fucking cool guys. Um, The extra G and H at the end of it, according to band members, stand for global Holocaust. So yeah, neat. Um, In an anonymous interview, the the collective claimed that the real, uh, the real names and faces of the members involved will never be revealed as, uh, and they will never perform live. (laughs) Stalag found a small, uh, small cult like fan base uh, due to the fact that they actually have mental patients do the vocals for their albums. One Particular quote guest vocalist was locked away for brutally stabbing his own mother over 30 times to death at the age of 16. So they basically took all these like super mentally ill people that are in hospitals and they just let them scream into a microphone, and that's their vocals. Um, yeah, uh, silencers, Nachram attacks five year old girl with axe. Eh, we don't need to read about that, that's fine. Um I did mention to you beforehand that I have, uh, I've, I've, uh, gathered some, some quotes and I'd like to play a little game with you if you're okay with it, just to end oh, it all that with, have some fun. <laughs> all right. So it's, a uh, the, the game is going to be called Varg Hitler or the clan. So uh, the rules of the game,
0: is there I'm an all abo- all the above?
1: <laughs> I'm going to read some quotes for you. And, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you think on them for a second, and then I'm gonna ask you for your answer. You ready? Okay. Okay. Here's our first one. Europe really needs to wake up, cast aside the lies, and get rid of all the Jewish yoke we live under once and for all. Varg, Hitler, or the Klan?
0: Uncle Adolf.
1: Uh, that was Varg. Sorry, unfortunately, you uh, you were incorrect. Uh, <laughs> Next one. They will. Uh, they will, in all other manner, continue to. Pre- they will, in all other manner, continue to behave like the stereotypical Negro. This person's words, not mine. Varg, Hitler, or the Klan. Clan. Ah, that was Varg again. Sorry, <laughs> you motherfucker. If all of these are fucking Varg, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you. Okay, next one. My own growth comes not just individually, but mainly as part of a greater good. Fuck it, Varg. Yeah, you're right. That one's Varg. (laughs) Last one. Being attacked by the press. (laughs) I hate me too. It's okay. Being attacked by the press is not something I see as a problem, Eh, but (laughs) but rather a confirmation that I am on the right track. Yes, you are correct. The answer to that one surprisingly was Varg. um you so you I, tricked me you son of a bitch i, I didn't were... trick you yes I, you did i, I thought did these not. were
0: actually gonna be quotes they they are quotes from, from different people i thought but
1: that's the beauty of these quotes is they could have been from fucking any of those other scumbags but they were from our one particular scumbag nah. so um but yeah so uh so that's that um and also, I kind of, like, I stumbled into a rabbit hole, listened to, holy shit, you were just getting molested by your dog, aren't you? Yes. She's just fucking rocking your shit as we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's... You're getting
1: headbutted, fucking slapped with a tail and shit. She's like, fuck yes. you, fuck your entire face. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I fell into a little bit of a rabbit hole, obviously, listening to some of this music and stuff, and uh, I didn't realize how far this whole concept of music has spread like you've got obviously you've got black metal bands in scandinavia um you've got them in the united states uh south america the one that fascinated me the most was i found a little uh documentary about uh navajo black metal and i was like this is fucking rad so huh. one of the dudes that like they're, they're doing a concert and instead of doing like the corpse paint, like what the, the Scandinavian guys were doing with like, just looking like really pale and doing the black rings around your eyes and the different shapes and stuff like that. This dude went out there in full, like it's going to sound stereotypical, but like dances with wolves style, like war paint where it's like from like the the bridge of his nose up is painted white. The rest of his face down, like down to his neck is painted black. Mm -hmm. It was fucking terrifying. And I'm like, these guys are,
0: awesome that's the whole point of it you know that right
1: yeah yeah it's it's yeah but that's the whole
0: point of war paint is actually to scare the fuck out of your opponent yeah and i
1: mean maybe it's a little bit of a uh (laughs) inherited memory but i was like oh dude an indian guy in war paint that scares white folks (laughs) (laughs) but it was like and like just kind of listening to where where they come from with it it's like they're talking about how awful their lives are on the reservation and they just put it into their music and it's like this is fucking dark like mm-hmm. i knew they had it shitty but like that's really really bad god wow. damn but i mean they're, they're making they make they're making a name for themselves and it's like this is it's it's fucking crazy to watch because it's it's not like it's it's the same kind like style of music but it's just different uh, like it's completely different somehow but it's the same concept kind of um, yep. but that's what's so cool about music is you can have stuff that's you know in the same genre that is completely different from everything else um, and I unfortunately, I cannot remember the name I will not conform is the name of the band that they followed um pretty fucking cool check them out um, but other than that that's uh that's what I got for for uh for black metal Sweet. and. Holy fucking, what a doozy that was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Had a lot of fun. Glad we finally got to do this one because it's something that I've been fucking whining about wanting to do since the beginning of the show. Oh,
0: you have <laughs> so, been.
1: I really have been. Oh, big whiner. I am. So. Yeah.
0: So well, with that <laughs> said. If you're in the yeah, you talk for, for a, a minute, pair now. of uh, headphones or earbuds or Bluetooth speaker, head on over to uh, studio.com. Check them yes. out. You can, uh, for 15% off, by putting the promo code of Dark Windows 15 in at checkout, you can get 15% off your entire purchase, which is kind of cool, because, I mean, who the hell doesn't want to save money now? I do. And if you happen to forget that, you could also head over to another little spot, called dot Darkwindowspod.com. Oh yeah, darkwindowspod.com. Yeah. Where you yes. can find links mm-hmm. to uh, our studio or not to our studio or yep. to studio I should say. And then you can yes, put the promo or. code in there. Also you can find a link to our age of radio page. And or you can if you don't want to want to listen to us, you can also you know peruse age of radio for any of the podcasts that are on there, you might find your next best podcast after you ours, Your next obviously. favorite
1: podcast.
0: No, 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 N- next best. Come on, uh, because we have it all we have uh, true crime, we have sports, uh, self help, uh, help beer making.
1: I was gonna say, we have a couple different kinds of self help, we have like self motivational stuff, and then we also have beer so yeah. i mean beer's helpful
0: uh, we all, on there also we have links to our facebook twitter which is via instagram yep um yes you check us out there uh, we are also dark windows uh, if, podcast uh, on
1: facebook what's that dark windows pod we're we're dark windows podcast on facebook we're dark yes. windows pod on instagram
0: yes yes we are also uh you you can email us at darkwindowspod at com if you want to you know yell at us more yes or just give us you know you know like phrases or say hey you could do this or that whatever or even the suggestions um and if you want to give us suggestions hell you can even reach out to us on the Dark Windows facebook page
1: you can message either Um, one of us directly and be like hey dumbass do this episode we'll be like sure okay
0: we'll be like hey dumbass (laughs) we're possibly gonna do that episode we 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 cave to peer
1: pressure very easily
0: possibly (laughs) uh also let's see oh yeah before we all forget we always forget this one rate review and subscribe because you can find us everywhere
1: there's only a few places where you can leave it where you can leave like a, a review though, which is kind of dumb. I, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but, Oh, well, we're, well, we're on before we take off. We do have a piece of artwork that was, uh, uh, that was sent to us by one of our followers on Instagram. Uh, it's uh skin walk art S K I N W A L K A R T all one word. Um, one of the people that was, super excited when they found out we were doing a a black metal series and uh messaged us a a piece of art that they had done that i'm going to uh i'm going to throw up on the facebook page i've already shared it on instagram um super cool super cool um i will send it to you right now as we're speaking um i'll
0: look
1: it up no no i got you it's coming through to you now um but I definitely want to, uh, I want to share this onto the Facebook page and uh, go over to Instagram and check out the rest of their stuff. They do uh do some really, really cool artwork on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what we got for, uh, for our friends in Norway. And um, we'll be, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, an episode. That's going to be just as much of a surprise to you as it is to us, because we have no idea what we're doing yet.
0: Yes. That is very very <laughs> uh, true.
1: We will we will figure that out within the next uh I'm assuming 12 hours or so. Uh
0: eh, something like that maybe. And uh yeah.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh oh, anyway. Until because, next time.
1: Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Set fire to that that music button.